0: hey there this is gregory williams and i'm the senior pastor of transform church welcome to our podcast i hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey enjoy the message today i want to speak to you on a message entitled how to be encouraged i know you need to be encouraged I certainly need to be encouraged, and so we're going to get into this this morning. I hope you've gathered your family and friends, and we're just gonna talk about some amazing things to keep us encouraged in this season. And so to start with, I have a question for you. What's going on in your life? I think all of us are under certain kinds of pressure. Some of us might be under you know, mental pressure, emotional pressure. Some of us are under physical pressure from the ails in our life. Some of us under spiritual and mental pressures. But all of us are not immune from the circumstances that are going on around us. Sometimes we don't have a choice, right, into what happens or what comes into our life. Some of it's beyond our control. It comes into our life because it's not something that we directly cause, but it's happening around in the world. And so we don't have a choice on what happens to us. Take this lockdown, for instance. We don't choose to be locked up, but it just happened in our life, and we just have to learn to adapt or live with it. But yet, we have a choice on how to respond in the middle of that. Do we just throw up our arms in frustration and say, well, I can't deal with this anymore. I've had enough of this. This is just going on too long and too far, and I just can't. I'm freaking out here, you know. See, sometimes we don't have a choice in what happens to us but we do have a choice on how we respond and there's a big difference between reaction and response see when we react it's just an instinctive thing someone says something negative to us and we just want to respond back some we are angry we just want to retort with some negative words someone punches us we want to punch back that's a reaction but a response is a measured reply we think about it and we actually contemplate how we can respond in a positive way. And just because we are confined in our homes does not make us immune from all the things that are around us. And so just reacting to situations is not very productive or not very positive. It doesn't help us move forward in life. We can respond, however, in a way that will help us become better and prepare us in a healthy way to combat the issues that we do face in our life. And here's a key point I want you to understand. Everyone you see is facing battles you don't know anything about. Let me give you an example. You know, when I first became a Christ follower, I used to work in a retail environment and I used to work there for a number of years. And I used to work with this person who was always there with us. We used to work together, you know, every day for the week and, and talk about things that are happening in the world and what's going on around our circumstances. We'd be there almost eight hours together every single day. And we'd work together for years. And then one day, She actually broke down right in the middle of our shift. And it threw me back a bit because this is not something that we usually do. We've been working together for a while and this didn't happen before. And being a new Christ follower, I just didn't know what to say or what to do. And so she started kind of confessing or unloading all the issues that were going on in her life that she's been in some serious problems right now in her marriage. Her relationship was breaking down. She was on the edge of divorce and she didn't know how to proceed and what to do in life. The pressure from the circumstance was just overwhelming. And see, she has been going through this for a few months and I had no idea because on the outside everything appeared to be fine. She didn't say anything until this one day when she broke down. And so, I didn't know what to say. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't know what to say at that time. I was still young. I was married, I married rather, and I didn't know how to respond to someone that was in already a married relationship. And so I started to pray and say, God, you just need to give me some words. I don't know what to say to this person. I have no idea how to give her any advice or anything. And so the Lord just dropped something in my spirit, and I just try to encourage her and say, you know what? There's things in our life that we struggle with, but there's also positive things in our life as well. And I, I ask her to try and remember anything positive about, you know, her partner, her husband. And at first, she had nothing positive to say. She she was like, he is horrible. He doesn't pay attention. He's not present. You know, he he, he says negative things to me. But I said, come on, think about it. Go back a few years and when you first got together. And there must have been something good because that's why you got married, right? And so she began to think for a few seconds. And then she started thinking about how, you know, how his smile was and how he was caring and how he was providing and all these things. And so that conversation began to take a turn because we started talking about something positive rather than something negative. And so I encouraged her to just be invested a little bit more, and you know maybe have a conversation where she can be honest with uh, one another and talk about some of the things that they are going on in our life and what I want you to understand is that sometimes you have no idea how one single word can be an encouragement to someone now I'm not taking credit for anything because I didn't know what to say, and just by the grace of God allowed me to be someone there at that time to give a few words of encouragement. And much, much later on, many months, a year down the road, they actually reconciled and they were actually going through counseling and they did come out of this much better than they were at that particular point in our life. You see, everyone is facing battles you don't know about. On the outside, it might appear that everything is fine, but internally all of us face battles and struggles and situations that we go through from day to day and from year to year. But I don't know about you because I've had enough of negative voices. You know, sometimes we can be negative to each other. We can say, you know, you need to give up. There's no point in, in struggling in this relationship. Why don't you just find someone else that can give you something that you want? And so I believe that it's enough of negative words in our life. I believe that we don't need another negative word. We don't need discouraging voices in our life. We need someone that is positive. And if you look into the scriptures, you find this instance of this man named Job. Job was this man who was righteous with God. He loved the Lord, and he was doing amazing things with his family. And then in one day, everything fell apart. He lost his family. He lost his property. He lost, you know, his wealth. And it came to the point where he lost everything, even his health, because he was in struggle. And at that time, he had a bunch of friends who heard about his Disaster heard about you know all the things that he lost, and they came by to visit him and give him a few words. Now these words at the start were not encouraging words at all. They were actually discouraging words. And it got to the point where Job was really frustrated with them. They just said, Job, you must have done something to deserve this. You know, you did something to cause this situation in your life. You're not as perfect as you seem. You you act like you are and you have a problem and there's problems in your life and you did horrible things and you have all these things going on that are not right. And so you must deserve all the stuff that's happening to you. This must be your fault. you have done something. And job listened to them for a while and then he got to the point where he was absolutely frustrated and I love this, I love this because it's from the New Living Translation and this is a response written in Job 16. He says this: "I've heard all this before. What miserable comforters you are, won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep talking? You know, I sometimes think about that when sometimes people are, uh, people are just giving me all their negative things or they're saying negative things about me. And you want to say that, you know, what makes you keep topping? It's just, it's full of hot air. Why, why don't you just stop? And sometimes in my role as a pastor, you can't say that. Or even if you're, you know, in a different situation, you might not be able to say that. But sometimes you think that, right? If you're being honest, like, stop talking. I've had enough. You just can't say anything positive. I don't want to hear anything about your negativity. And so he continues on. And this is what he says. I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spark off criticism and shake my head at you. But if it were me, I would encourage you. I would, tra- I would try to take away your grief. That's what Job says. And isn't it so true All of us want to have encouraging words. Do you want to hear discouraging words in your life? Do you want to hear harsh words or negative words to put you down, to tell you that you're insufficient, that you're incapable, that you just can't do it, that it's your fault, that you caused this, that something horrible happened and you're the one that deserves this horrible situation? We don't want to hear that. All of us prefer to hear encouraging words, right? If it were up to me, I would use words to bring life. I would use words to encourage. That's what Job says. And it's so true for us. We have a choice. We have a choice to choose how we respond in certain situations. Whether it's a negative situation or a positive situation, you have the choice on how to respond. And so he, this is what he says. If it were me, I would say something encouraging to uplift you. And it's so true for us. Let's think about this just for a second. You have the opportunity to choose words that would encourage someone that will uplift someone so why don't we choose to be the most encouraging people rather than the discouraging people why don't we concho- why don't we choose to be people that encourage people around us rather than speak negative things and discourage people around us because People want to gather around positive people and encouraging people. They want to shy away and stay away from discouraging people. So if you have people running from you, maybe your words are not the most positive words in life. So let's make a decision. Let's try to be the most encouraging people this side of heaven. Let's be true Christ followers and use words that uplift people around us. And they don't have to be Christ followers. They can be anyone. They could be the cashier at the supermarket. They could be someone that you walk down the street with. You see someone with a great t-shirt. You can say, hey, I love that t-shirt. That's an awesome t-shirt. And you don't even have to know the person because that will put a smile on their face, you know. And so Proverbs 18.21 actually encouraged us in this thought. And this is what it says. The tongue has the power of life and death your words matter. My words matter. We can build your faith up. I can build your faith up. You can build someone else's faith up. You can speak words of life. You can strengthen someone with confidence. You can build up character. You can use words to make someone become more faithful by encouraging them to be faithful by choosing to use words. Say things like, I believe God is for you that God will never leave you or forsake you. You are called and you are chosen by our great God. These are words that we can choose to say to anyone, especially Christ followers, as we're called to live and encourage one another in the faith. And so if it were me, let's use Job's word. If it was me, I would use words to encourage. Think about that in your life. If it were you, choose words to encourage someone. You know, we encounter amazing character in chapter number four of the book of Acts. And his name is Joseph, and not the brother, uh, the father of Jesus, not that Joseph. You know, sometimes we just think of Joseph as the only character being the father of Jesus. But this Joseph was from Cyprus, and he was much loved. You know, he spoke up for Paul when Paul was going through battles in his life or difficult circumstances. He went to Paul and he encouraged him when Paul felt no one was there to support him. He encouraged John Mark in, in in his journey in life. You know, he was there to stand up for John Mark. And even when other people, including Paul, was against him, this guy stood up and says, you know, I'm going to speak words. He spoke words of encouragement. And his words were so uplifting and affirming that they actually gave him a nickname. And his nickname was called the Son of Encouragement. And it stuck, because everyone started referring to him as the son of encouragement, and they actually didn't refer to him by his actual name, Joseph. They just started calling him son of encouragement, you know. And even the writers of scriptures, they didn't even reference him as Joseph. They started referring him to him as the son of encouragement. And You know, you probably haven't heard of Joseph, but I guarantee you've probably heard of this guy, the son of encouragement. You know what his nickname was? The son of encouragement. But another word for that is Barnabas. That was his name. He was Barnabas, and that's his nickname, the son of encouragement. And he understood what Paul needed most when he was going through his battles was a word of encouragement. And so Barnabas went alongside Paul and encouraged him. You know, he could have said to Paul when all the other Christ followers were actually against Paul after his conversion, he could have said, Paul, you deserve this. You know what you've done, Paul? You've ripped families away you've ripped them away and you've thrown them into jail and you've killed them you were standing there when Stephen got stoned and you had a smile on your face and you were cheering them on and you encouraged them to do this you deserve all this thing that's happening to you right now because you've caused tremendous amount of trouble but he didn't do that it would be easy for him to speak all those negative words because that's what Paul actually did But he didn't do that. He knew that Paul's internal battle was much more intense than any words that he could say. And so he realized that what Paul actually needed was words of encouragement rather than words of discouragement because he understood that everyone is fighting battles that we don't know about. And so the author of Hebrews in Hebrews 3 verse 13 takes on this thought and he says, But encourage one another daily, As long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness, you know. And when he says, "As long as it's called today," it means encourage one another every single day. Encourage one another today, tomorrow, every day after that, every single day of our life. Why? Because sin is deceitful. Sin lies to us. It lies into our life. You know, it says you're going, you can find happiness outside God's will. You don't need to obey God. You don't need to listen to God. He tells you you don't have to have this and. have a good life. You don't need God in your life to have a good life. You know, you can't do that. You're not capable of doing that. Why even try? What you do doesn't matter at all. It has no significance in life. It has no impact. So you just do whatever you want. And so sin is deceitful. It lies in our life. And all of us face temptation daily on a daily basis. That's why we need encouragement daily. That's why I need encouragement on a daily basis. Not a day goes by that I can be encouraged and not a day goes by where you can be encouraged because you need encouragement in your life. We have so many voices in our life telling us we can't, that we're not able, we're not capable, we can't keep going, you can't keep doing this, but what we do need in our life is voices of encouragement rather than voices of discouragement. Because here's the important thing, because I need encouragement, then I can be generous in giving encouragement because you know that you need encouragement I certainly know that in my life I need encouragement all the time and so because I need encouragement I can be someone that gives encouragement and some of us we think well you know I'm not really good at this I'm not I don't think I'm able to do this and you know what I say to that well at one point in your life you had to learn to walk right right Walking didn't just come naturally to you. You didn't pop out of your mother's womb and just start running the marathon or running the 100-meter dash. No, it didn't happen instantly. You had to learn. And so at some point, you were like a drunken sailor walking around, falling over as a child, as a little baby. And you had to learn. And you fell on your face a few times. And you fell on your back. But there was people around you that your parents, hopefully, that encouraged you to walk. And it's the same thing when it comes to encouragement. We might not be natural at it, and sometimes we don't naturally be inclined to say things of positivity and encouragement, but it takes practice. Whatever you think about positive, say it. And when you think something positive about someone, just open up your mouth and encourage them. And if you think about it when they're not there, well, then you can send a text or a word of encouragement through technology, which is so, you know, stupendous and, and available so much around us these days. It doesn't take long or it doesn't take much to reach someone. You can send a word of encouragement regardless of what's happening in your circumstance. And so why would you rob someone of the blessing that goes unexpressed? When you have an amazing gift from God, the power to encourage someone because your words can uplift and change the attitude or change the atmosphere or change the mindset of someone. Why would you not use the gift that God gave you to share it with someone and change their perspective, especially when they're going through times of grief or depression or heartache or pain? You can use words to uplift them and change their mood, change their feelings. And so when you think something positive, say something positive. When you think about something good, say something good. Because you have no idea how one single word can change someone's life it can heal a marriage, it can uplift a child, it can change someone's destiny, because you came at the appropriate time to offer a word of encouragement that will change the trajectory of someone's life. Sometimes, to be honest, the person that needs the most encouragement is you. It's me. I know this. Sometimes I need to be encouraged. There's days where I feel very discouraged. There's days where I feel like I don't think I can make it or I don't think I can do this. And I'm sure all of us go through similar circumstances because you see everyone is facing a battle you don't know about. And so all of us face discouragement in a myriad of ways, in different ways in our life. And sometimes on the outside we're smiling, but on the inside we're hurting. Sometimes it looks like we're confident and we can do all things and take care of every situation, but part of us on the inside is terribly insecure. Sometimes we appear to have it all together, but inside we're actually falling apart. And so all of us need something to uplift us. Let me tell you about a chapter of David's life when he went through a tremendous time of discouragement. David and his band of of army, his men, you know, they went out to to kind of get supplies for their settlement. He took all these men, these mighty warriors, and they went out. and And while they were out on this expedition, the enemy came in and just destroyed their camp. Their settlement was destroyed. They burned their houses. They took all their wives and children as captives to be slaves. And they took them away and carried them away. And so when David and his men got back, they found this devastation. And all their loved ones had been taken and captured and taken away. And so they did something terrible. They were devastated. And you know what these men, these strong men of battle-tested battles and, and did? They broke down and cried. Because you see, it doesn't matter how strong we are when we're fighting someone else. When someone that we love is removed from our life, we break down. And so they went into tremendous pain and suffering, realizing that their family was gone, their city was burned, and potentially their friends and family members were going to be slaves. And they broke down and cried, and then they turned on David. And they said, David, this is your fault. You're the one who caused this to happen and we're going to just get rid of you. And so David was actually in danger of losing his life. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to stone him because they were so upset and discouraged at the loss of their loved ones, their property, and their homes. And so in 1 Samuel 30, it says this, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. And that word, David found strength in the Lord his God, comes from this Hebrew concept of tizak. And tizak means to tell yourself something, to preach to yourself, to speak positively into yourself, to encourage yourself. In fact, the King James Version says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Then David asked the Lord, shall I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord said to him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. And so what I want you to think about is that sometimes we have to have this Chizak concept. When everything negative is around us, and even when people that are close to us want to turn on us and speak negative to us, we need to turn to the Lord and chazak, speak into our lives, speak Words of encouragement to ourselves, words that God would speak to us. God, the words that God says about us, you know. And think about this. I want you to think about this or so understand this. Neuro- neurologists say this: the brain believes negative words and thoughts immediately, but it takes at least fifteen seconds before it begins to even think of the possibility of believing something positive. It takes longer to believe about something positive than it does to believe something negative. So when we say words that are important, words to encourage us, those words matter to counteract the negative things that are happening in the life. And when you read David, when you read about David, you know, David's internal dialogue, you often see this in Psalms because the Psalms just outlay David's heart, his thoughts, his mood, his life, all these things. And three times you find in the Psalms or Songs of David, where he says this, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? And so this is David speaking to himself, speaking to his spirit. And he says, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. And so David preaches the chizaks to himself and he says, Soul, why are you so discouraged? Put your hope in God. How did David encourage himself? He didn't say, David, you got this, you're capable, you're more than able, you battled Goliath, and you got this situation as well. He didn't say that. No, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And so we have to get our Chizak back. We have to get our Chizak on talk to yourself, preach to yourself, speak words of encouragement to yourself. Why? Because we have negative voices, we have news that are negative, we have hateful people, we have negative people, we're surrounded sometimes with all this negative thing, we're in a whirlpool, whirlpool of negativity in our life, we can have critical voices and negative voices, and what we need sometimes when no one else is around is to have that chizak, to speak to ourselves. See, because the Chizak says this, I am the righteousness of God. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. I am a child of the living God. God is for me and not against me. I am a joint heir with Christ. I am Christ's ambassador. I am the light of the world. I have been freed from the grip of sin, and I've been released into the freedom of Jesus Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I'm filled with God's Spirit. I am God's workmanship. I've been created to do good works. I've been made to do new works. I am the salt of the earth. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I've been called to to lead, and not to flounder. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed when I am in my house. I'm blessed when I go outside. I'm blessed in the supermarket. I'm blessed when I drive my car. I'm blessed at my workplace. I'm blessed in the midst of my family, and I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but he's given me this but power, love, and a sound mind. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am not weak. I'm strong in God. And when I am weak, I am strong because the Spirit of God actually strengthens me and no weapon formed against me will prosper. This is the Chizak. This is speaking to yourself, encouraging yourself in the Lord. And this is how we use words to encourage ourselves. And these are the same words that you can use to encourage someone else around you. You can send them a word of positivity. You can send them a word of encouragement. You can speak life into them. You can speak positivity into them because you understand you need positivity. And so we understand that everyone around us is going through battles we don't understand, but they are under pressure. And our words of life, encouragement, and affirmation can lift them up, encourage them, strengthen them, motivate them to take another step in this journey of life. And so I want to issue you a challenge as Transformers. And whether you're watching in Australia or abroad, wherever it is, you have this opportunity. And this is the challenge I have for you this morning. I want you to text three people Words of encouragement. And they could be words to say, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you for being there in my life. Or just words of positivity and say, you're blessed. You're a child of God. You're awesome. You're a mighty man. You're a mighty woman. Whatever it may be, God will give you words of encouragement to uplift someone. So pick three people. Don't wait till tomorrow. You can do it today. Text three people in your life, whether it's your mother, your father, your parents, your child, your friends, your neighbors, your community, your faith believers around the church, it's Transformers, whoever it is. Pick three people in your life that you want to encourage and send them a short message or call them and encourage them. And this is the challenge. And I want you to leave some feedback on our page, on our YouTube channel, wherever you're watching from. Leave some feedback during the week and let us know how those people responded. And I guarantee you, when you encourage them, you are going to be encouraged, not just by the words they reply, but by the positive feeling, the Spirit of God that's going to transform your life right in the midst of it. So let's make a decision. Let's be like Job and decide, I am going to be an encourager because the choice we face is whether we can be encouraging or discouraging. And so how to be encouraged is this. Let's be encouraging so we become encouraging and we are an encourager to those around us and then we'll be encouraged in that as well. Amen. I'm so glad you're with us. We're going to pray right now and so whatever you're going through, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that the Lord is for you, that he's not abandoned you, he's not left you. Whatever your circumstance, whatever your pressure, whatever you're going through, God is for you and not against you. And if you're watching for the very first time and you have not made a decision to follow Jesus, well, all of us at some point in our life made that decision to become a follower of Jesus and to be Christ followers. And I pray and I hope that you make that decision today because it's the best decision you can make. It doesn't mean that everything in your world will just magically disappear, but it does mean that the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, that formed you and made you, is going to be there with you, regardless of your circumstance, that he'll bear through. He'll be there with you through your ups and your downs, and he will come and encourage you. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, Father, we just want to thank you for your word of encouragement, how to be encouraged in difficult seasons. And I pray that all of us at some point in our life will become encouragers. That we make a choice to choose words to encourage one another rather than use words of negativity and discouragement. And I pray that you continue to just bless every family, every member, every transformer, everyone watching, wherever they are in the world. Encourage them and let them know that they are loved, that you have a plan for them, that you are invested in their life and you want to see them prosper and succeed. And so we thank you we bless you we honor you and we appreciate you in jesus name we pray amen amen transformers thank you so much for watching i pray that you are blessed i hope that you can share this message with your family and your friends someone that you know needs some encouragement and i'm sure they'll be encouraged god bless you hello again and thank you so much for listening